0: Hey, welcome to the Sunrise and Shine podcast. My name is Stephen, and I'm hosting this thing. I'm the pastor of Awakened Church in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Uh, that's I only say that to say that we use uh, this my podcast as a way to engage people in what we're doing through Awakened Church in Natchitoches and the community. Um, and right now, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, and you probably know that we. Uh, you know, we we meet um, online more than in person at this point. Uh, we have a you know, so we'd love to have you join us for that. So so stay tuned um, on Sundays at 10 a.m. If you want to catch it live from Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and also there's a podcast that is released afterwards, like an audio version of the sermon only. So if you would just like to get the teachings um, and the discussion that happens in the teachings uh, on Sundays, you can do that at Awaken uh, awaken dash church on, on anchor FM or, uh, wherever you get your podcast, awaken Natchitoches podcast is the actual name of that. So we're glad to have you. So what I do on my podcast, uh, today and, and, uh, recently I've done a few different things. I did a whole series of podcasts on, um, on the racial thing, church and race and that kind of thing. Um, but also my son is running through the house, which is typical for here, um, He's, he's, uh, my son is, uh, one of my three sons. He's, he has autism. He's eight years old, um, and is just a joy and teaches me something new every, every day. So he's awesome. Um, but yeah, we, um, uh, did the whole thing for a few weeks on, on, uh, the church and race. I would, I would encourage you to, to check out those podcasts, uh, back, uh, the last three or four. And then the last podcast last week or last week was on, um, professional wrestling and <laughs> it's the first time i've done something like that and it was uh two weeks ago actually when uh, uh tim woods who was a character named mr wrestling 2 passed away and i did a whole podcast on my love of wrestling from a childhood up to now and kind of tracked with that uh, for a little while so but today we're kind of back to it and then uh, questions came up uh that were asked uh my friend carly asked a question um Or said, Here's a topic, and it's like the you know, discuss the power of prayer. What's the topic? The power of prayer. So, we'll talk about that. Um, And uh, another friend, uh, I I didn't write down who asked that one, so I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was Daniel, maybe, uh, asked, said, uh, Why don't we we discuss God and social justice? And uh, I'm not a super expert on that topic, but uh, I am a specialist in uh, learning about. God and Christianity. So I have some thoughts on it. So we'll get into that. Also, my friend Spaz uh, said, Would you please discuss quail? Yes, quail. And so I'll just start with that real quick. All I have to say about quail is that. Um, I know from experience because uh, my dad is an avid hunter, and at some point had hunted for quail. Not like his, not like his main thing, but went on that hunt and and uh, and collected some of that wild game. And I can tell you that quail are excellent roasted. That's all I got on quail. Okay, so so uh, take that. Um, if you're a vegetarian, um, just take my word for it. All right. So the power of prayer, and let's talk about the power of prayer. Have you ever? Um, had this experience when you are praying and you feel like your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling and i heard another speaker and i forget who at this point i've heard so many over the years um say this and it really it really resonated with me it's like when your prayers feel like they're just bouncing off the ceiling you you shouldn't be upset about that you shouldn't worry about because the power of prayer isn't about it getting above the ceiling because where is god when you pray so we have this it's this this image of God that he's up there somewhere while we're down here doing this and the reality is God is right there with you. And so when you pray and you feel like, well, my prayers just bouncing off the ceiling. That's okay, because God is in the room with you. He's not somewhere else. You're not trying to beg for His attention. He's right there with you. So I'll just say that first and foremost, to get into this kind of topic for a few minutes on prayer, is that God is with you, and so uh, don't let um, you how you feel about your prayers um, uh, keep you from engaging god in prayer because there is power in prayer and i want to address that uh for a few minutes and also um i've had people come to me and say um could you pray for me and i and i do i actually take uh, a day every week where I, I spend specific time in prayer for specific needs and and what I'll do sometimes I don't do this every week but I'll kind of open that up and I'll put out a message through my social media and say hey I'm going to spend this time today in prayer and and could you you know send me a message what what would you like me to pray for you about send me a direct message or, or text me if you have the number and let me know how I can pray for you and so so I do that I do that I, I sp- block out that time every week but 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 some on some occasions I kind of open that up and say I. I have a prayer list but I just feel like today um I'm going to I'm going to say what what right now do you do you need us to pray about do you mean pray about in my prayer time and so um I have that but but when people say to me stuff things like um hey Steve hey pastor I know that God hears your prayer so could you pray about this and I'm you know I'm I'm honored to pray with people and for people um absolutely and i would be glad to do that but here's the thing god doesn't just hear my prayer god hears your prayers too and i and i tell people that and i'll tell that every single time i was like man that is a i'm honored to pray for you and i'm thankful that you that you see that or sense that in my life or about me that that uh that that god answers prayers that i pray um but i but i also want you to know that he he hears your prayers as much as he hears mine i am nowhere near there's not like a way you can get closer to god and have him hear your prayers better than somebody else okay we're all on this on a, on a level uh, playing field we all go to god uh, in prayer through jesus christ and we all have the same opportunity for that um to, to go to him in prayer and so while i would absolutely say absolutely i will pray with you and i'll be honored at the same time your prayers have as much power and actually, your faith has as much power as mine would, as, as your pastor as, or as your friend. And so I would encourage you to pick up your own uh, prayer mantle, I guess you would call it. A mantle would be like a coat you would wear, and put it on and, and get into praying. Or, or as um, we've used this term for, um, I guess, centuries, going into your prayer closet you know and uh not that you need an actual closet now if you have one that's great if you have a closet if you have space you can go in and close the door and be silent and quiet and get into into the presence of God that way absolutely great my prayer closet is outside um it, it's it's a it's a more of a prayer open area space that uh, it's where I can get get by myself for for a little while, and I can uh, think and I can pray there. So I encourage you find your prayer quote closet and get in there and pray. So when I think about prayer, one of the things that that always uh comes up for me is the lord's prayer right when jesus gives us in the context of the sermon on the mount this lord what we call what we call the lord's prayer jesus didn't call it the lord's prayer i think somewhere along the way we we decided to define it as the lord's prayer and this is found in the sermon on the mount so i'm going to go ahead and just read the scriptures in matthew chapter 6 of the new testament and um uh begin in verse 5, because it's not just the Lord's Prayer. It's a whole section where Jesus is teaching in this Sermon on the Mount about prayer. And so uh begins in verse 5. Matthew 6, 5. When you pray... So Jesus already assumes to those following him, those who are listening to him, that they're going to pray. And actually... Um, when you pray refers to specifically that the the people of this day would pray specifically three times a day. Um, And they would pray a specific prayer called the Shema. And now Jesus is saying, when you pray, when you do this, at at what we would say 9 a.m., noon, and 3 p.m., when you do this, 9, noon, and 3, here's what you do. Don't, he says, first of all, don't do this. Don't pray like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, uh, that is all the reward they will get. Okay, so so he first of all, in this, hypocrites is a reference to these these groups, uh, a group of folks, um, these leaders in their religious community called Pharisees. It was kind of a, I guess, a denomination is the best way for us to understand it in the in the Jewish faith, uh, the Pharisees. And Jesus repeatedly throughout the New Testament, throughout the Gospels, um, refers to them as hypocrites because they had, and the hypocrite is the word that means uh, it's an actor. It's like you put on, you're playing two different roles, and you put on a mask, and here. Jesus is saying don't put on a mask uh, like these hypocrites do uh, they stand on street corners and and in the synagogue so everyone can see them so he's like don't he's like they, they do it so they can get the accolades of people so that people can hear their prayers and he's like that's all the that's all the reward they'll get for this prayer that's all that the, their prayers literally are for people to hear them and so here's what you get for that prayer you get people to hear you he says then verse six but when you pray when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. I guess that's where the idea of the prayer closet maybe comes from, is like you go in by yourself and you shut the door behind you. Um, I don't know that Jesus is necessarily talking about a closet as he is talking about um, going into a place where you're, you're by, you're, it's just you and you're not showing off you know, your prayer is not to show off. Have you ever known people to do that, that, that their prayer is obviously a prayer to show off. And and I try not to be, ju- I try not to judge that. That's not my place to judge that. But some prayers just come across as like, who talks like that, right? And it's like, you have a, a speaking voice that you talk to different people and you have a, a way of communicating. And then you talk to God and it be in use this whole other, uh, flowery language kind of thing. And that's that's cool. If that that's you and that's your personality, that's great and that's awesome. I'm just saying, um, do you pray that way in private? And if you do, that's awesome. Um, go for it and do it. I don't. I typically... Just say, you know Father God, dear, dear Lord, sometimes I just like, Hey, Dad, hey, Daddy, because he is a father to us now I don't always do that and I've actually had people get mad at me for doing that in public um and I'm sorry <laughs> that that was offensive to some it's like I was just too familiar with God and I'm like, well yeah that's kind of what prayer does it brings you in and makes you familiar with god and and that's what scripture does it makes you familiar with god. That's what following jesus is all about you're familiar with god you are in a relationship with god so and i'm sorry that that's upsetting um and i don't always do that so actually what i do more than anything is just say you know father father god and go into prayer uh with him so uh your father, he even says that your father who sees everything will reward you. So it's like, it's not about getting attention of people. It's about getting attention. The power of prayer isn't in getting the attention of people, but in connecting with God, your father. Verse seven says, when you pray, he got another, when you pray here, when you pray, not if, not if, but when, when you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. And the word there's probably better pagan, um, Than Gentile, then we'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Okay. And so it's a reference to a way of prayer in that day that, um, that people, and we use the word pagan today. We make people who are, who are without a God, kind of what we think of as pagan in the, in the time that this new Testament was written in the time of Jesus pagan was one were ones who had many gods and they would even include, um, like Yahweh, the God of the Jews. Um, they would include Yahweh along with these other gods, and one of the part of the the way of prayer that they had was a lot of times just repeating a phrase over and over. Actually, there was a I was reading about some of these ancient gods that that uh, that were in you know, regional gods that they had uh, then, and I guess some people may still worship them now. But there was one I forget the god's name, but it, the god was uh, the image of the god was was a uh, uh, kind of this creature with a large horn, kind of like a I almost think of like a unicorn or a rhinoceros kind of thing and this god required the people according to the their understanding to praise him repeatedly for having a large horn. And so their prayer was, your horn is so large. Your your horn is so large. It's how it would translate into English. And uh, that's just one example of what Jesus is talking about here. He's like, they think their, their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Um, he goes, verse eight, don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask him. So he says, you know what? You don't have to just tell God, um oh you're the biggest god you're the biggest god god knows that it's good to acknowledge that and that's coming up in in the lord's prayer but also understand god is with you god is with you he's in the room with you so pray like this our father in heaven may your name be kept holy and we've heard that our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name right and that's what it means. This is his current language. Uh, more, you know, more than than. Hollow be thy name. Um, may your name be kept holy. That's what hollowed be your name means. Um, so he starts off with this. That's how you should pray. He doesn't say you have to pray this prayer. He says pray like this. Acknowledge who God is. He is the Creator. He's our Father. He's He's a he, He's a Daddy. He uses the word "I be" here, which is kind of what an Aramaic child would call his Daddy. He would say, "Daddy, Daddy, I be, I May your name be kept holy. He's like you are, you are holy. You are. I, we adore you. I'm adoring you in this. It's it's a it's a gift of adoration to to praise. When you pray, start off by just acknowledging God. I love you. I love you and you are holy. Um, verse 10, May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? May your kingdom come. Uh, uh Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's kind of our understanding of this. So, Jesus is announcing the good news of the kingdom. He's a, he's going through all through the gospels we find him announcing the kingdom of God is here, the kingdom of heaven is is near um and he sends his disciples out even to announce this. And so in your he's a, in your prayer make it acknowledge that that the kingdom of heaven is it's happening. Uh, like we, your job as you pray is to pray for heaven to break forth, break forth here on earth. May your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. May heaven break through all the things of earth, and uh, and, and 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 let us be uh, thankful for that. Let us let us acknowledge and be thankful that your kingdom is not a far off, distant future, some kind of somehow, some way deal. Your kingdom is a right now present reality in the hearts of your people and may your will be done through your your kingdom here on earth even now not at some point just in the future but even now may your will be done verse 11 he says give us today the food we need give us give us our daily bread um then your daily bread that's a huge one um, in this culture at the time uh bread was sometimes even almost like money like you could you can conduct transactions with bread because it was so scarce it was such a a hot commodity it was something that people needed but you had to go and line up through the government to give you bread for the empire to give you bread and he's like instead of instead of seeking the bread of the empire seek the bread of god give us today our daily bread he's like when we pray that's the power of prayer is like my attention and my focus my strength that I get isn't from the empire it's from god god is the provider and he and I'm thankful for this it's a good a good a good um practice to pray before my my kids ask me why do we always pray before we eat i'm like well it's a good practice to pause and be grateful it's a good access it's a good um uh, behavior it's a good it's a good habit if you need to form habits why not form some good habits it's a good habit to pause and give thanks to the provider of all things for that which is provided it does it means you are not taking this meal for granted I'm not taking this for granted. I'm thankful that God had me the opportunity to have my daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now, forgiveness is huge with Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount because he follows this up after this and he goes immediately when the sermon is over or not the sermon but the prayer is over and talks about if you forgive those who sin against you your heavenly father will forgive you if you refuse to forgive um, your father will not forgive your sins and he goes on about that about how important forgiveness is So, so the power of prayer isn't simply in just like you know trying to invoke God's power and strength the power of prayer happens when we recognize God is a God who forgives our sins he forgives our trespasses he forgives our debts but also the power of prayer is when we release that from other people When other people uh we release the debts or the are the the sins against us that they've had when we can release those and forgive those the way god is forgiving us then there would be true power in the prayers that you pray and don't lead us, uh, don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, there, this is where the power comes in. This is where the, you know, the the supplication, the the bringing, like the asking. A lot of times we do, we start with that, right? The first thing we do is we like, God, I need this. God, I want this. God, I have this need, and God wants us to bring that to us, to Him. Uh, Jesus says, Hey, when you pray, and not if, but when, when you pray, do this. And, and acknowledge who God is, bring him, bring him love, bring him worship, bring him praise. your, whole, your name is holy. Confess you know uh, God I, we need your kingdom to come. We need, your, we need your kingdom to break out. we confess that. we agree with that. We want that. We, we thank you that you're the God who provides our daily bread, not we don't have to depend on the empire because you are the one we depend on. And let us not yield to temptation, God. I'm struggling with something. Help me to not yield with it. Rescue us from evil. Rescue us from. Save us from ourselves. Save us from from. Save us from Satan, who wants to destroy us. Save us, Lord, for this. And there's power in the prayer. And I think we miss the power of prayer because um, what we've done is and I mentioned this a few minutes ago is we we tend to have um, this idea that that the power of prayer is somebody else's prayer like like the power of prayer is oh i need to get i need to get a, a priest or a pastor to pray for me um, because that's where the power of prayer is, and nothing could be further from the truth. It's like it's it's there. Is, there is power in the prayers of a hopefully of a preacher, because I am one, and a priest. But you don't forget that that in the New Testament, in the scriptures, the followers of Jesus began to understand something, and they wrote it down and said, "We are we are a kingdom of priests." And it's not just there's like a priesthood. We are all priests. We all have the ability to come before God in prayer. There's power in prayer because we all have that ability, that availability to approach god in prayer we all have the power we all have the power to pray and receive the power that comes from prayer um yeah and so i think that's that's the to me that's the key is uh just being able to to stop the main thing is go into that prayer closet you know and daily stop pause are one of the things I hope that we've learned in the last uh, three plus months of uh, things that have been happening through the global pandemic, whether you were in a, uh, uh, a shut down kind of thing or a stay at home order, or you actually, if you actually had COVID and, and, and actually got quarantined, whatever the situation was that you've learned the the positivity of quiet of, of withdrawing of not being go, go, go all the time. And I get it. Cause I find myself having withdrawals of, okay, we we need to have soccer practice. We need to, you know, we need to go have swim lessons. We need to, you know, we need to be out. I need to be out with my little, uh, cards inviting people to awaken church and, and, and I've not been able to do any of that. Uh, and now I'm kind of like, you know, what? I've, I've re- been reminded that that's that pausing and slowing down is holy. And and we pray our best prayers, and we're not hurried. There's power in prayer when we don't hurry through it, when we take our time. And and if anything has helped me these last three plus months, to be reminded of that, to slow down and to pause and to pray, and that's where the power of prayer comes in—not through a rushed and hurried kind of thing, um, but to do that, but to but to spend that time with God in prayer. And I pray that you could that you could have that same experience. Um, uh, and you can, I know you can, um, because it's, 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 again, it's not just for a select group of people, it's for anybody and everybody, which leads us to the other topic, the other thought that uh, was asked to discuss uh, by, I think it was Daniel who said, Hey, discuss God and social justice. Um, social justice is, uh, is, is very, I mean, look it up when you look up a definition, uh, Google it. Uh, Cause I did this. And uh, it depends on where you're at on the political spectrum as to how you define social justice. And and uh, we will all want to define it by our own view. It's kind of like the whole history of our country. Um, we've all gone through the history together, but people of different uh, cultural backgrounds, people of different uh you know, way have different ways of seeing the the, cult, the the history because we approach we see it from a different perspective, okay? And so that's the way social justice is. We we see it from our own perspective, and we make the assumption that well, my perspective is the right perspective, and so the other one must be wrong. When actually, the social justice is this thing that we all can see, but we all see it differently um, because for some, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a way of, um, saying just give everybody everything equally and that, you know all that's is that really social justice is that really justice um and for others it's like it's it's not It's like it's about opportunity. everyone should have an opportunity equally you shouldn't just give everybody everything but we should give and make available everybody the same exact opportunity um and i can be down with that but but uh, but the question was what about god and social justice so that's this this real quick and i'm not going to jump into any more scriptures on that go to the uh lord's prayer and and uh and, and spend some time with that one but just for the next few minutes here's here's a definition i found of social justice that i that i liked um at least Not that I necessarily thought, well, this speaks to me, but I just thought it was a good kind of in general. Social justice is the view that everyone deserves equal economic, political, and social rights and opportunities. Okay? Um, And so the view that everyone deserves equal economic, political, and social rights. I... I can't argue with that, I don't think that Jesus would argue with that. Um, the thing about you know Jesus is um, when it comes to God, you know, the question of God and social justice. God wants to be your God, <laughs> God, and what we do is we want to have social justice where everybody can have their own God, um, and and when it comes to. To 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 the Creator God, the God that is personified in Jesus, and now is available in, in uh, a, a personally to every one of us through the, His own Holy Spirit. Um, he wants to be God. He is God, and you can't really have a, a you know talk about God and social justice if you want you know everybody to have a different God because that's again. That's, the, that's how America is set up. That's how the Western culture is, how the world is right now. But that is not uh, no God, the God of social justice. Um, the God of social justice loves you, loves you no matter what your background is, no matter what your nationality is, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what your uh, sexual orientation is, no matter what. No matter what, God loves you, okay? There's the social justice of God. No matter what, he loves you, okay? Okay. Um, just as politically there is a mindset that means uh social justice is basically a type of uh giving of uh, of social things and economic things to everyone equally regardless of if they do anything <laughs> the same thing is true with the love of god and jesus says if you love me you obey my commandments and he said, "What are your commandments? love God with all your heart mind soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself Get that right because everything else everything else in the Torah everything else in the prophets are based on that so 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 we want to have that what what people when we talk about social justice social justice is a kind of a, a phrase that we use that and we want to bring about unity and we want to celebrate diversity I mean if you just break it down what is social justice about?" bringing about unity and celebrating diversity. Well, there's nothing that, 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 was, that is about unity and celebrating diversity more than the church. And I know that's not the reality for a lot of people. And, and, and I'm telling you, I, we all are seeing this from our own perspective. We're seeing the same history, the same idea, the same thing from our own perspective. But when I was able, able to step out of my perspective and try to see things through the eyes of other people, uh, you know, and I saw, I, I saw some things I didn't like. Um, about bringing about unity and celebrating diversity. And so I've tried to take some steps in my own life to make that a reality. Um, and even being told things like, you can't have a multicultural church in this community, um, it won't work. Not not as a threat, but just as a matter of fact, that just won't work here. Um, and we're still going for it. We're still doing it. Um, you know, thinking thing th- about being for uh, those who can't be for themselves. I mean, if you look at the scripture, you know, Jesus says... To love your neighbor as yourself, and and you and you can look at the golden rule, right, which is kind of the same it's kind of the same thing. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's kind of the it's kind of the same idea. Love your neighbor. But Jesus doesn't just say, again, this is Sermon on the Mount stuff again. So maybe you need to read the whole Sermon on the Mount just for your own Bible study uh, out of this. But he says it's not just a, a random quote of Jesus is stuck in there. Um, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. But he goes on to say that this is this is what the the law and the prophets are based on. It's based on treating everyone with you know with with, with an equal unity. An equal desire to celebrate diversity, and Jesus created out of both Jews and Gentiles one new people, um, and so it's a very diverse uh, community. The church is the the issue we have in in, in our culture is that we want to separate religion, <laughs> we want to compartmentalize everything, and I get it. There's a you know everybody wants to bring up separation of church and state, and that's a that's a thing that it isn't always what people think it is, but what we want to do is have all the benefits of what Jesus Christ came to do without having Jesus and you can't do that you can't have you can have the blessing and the benefit of who Jesus is and what he came to do and the church he established without actually having Jesus okay and that's that's just the re, that's just the reality of it how do we have in our culture real unity and real celebration of diversity and if, for me it's not it's not about social justice it's about Jesus and I and I understand a lot of people don't like that because of you know we want to be not about religion and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, I'm not trying to be about religion. I'm trying to be about what's real. And what's real is I've seen and experienced in my own life, and in my own experience. Um, and this is, again, it's the view that I that I see it from that Jesus brings unity. Jesus brings different people the different jew and gentile slave and free male and female together into one new tribe one new nation one new people group that are now his people and in order to you know in order to to do that you have to have jesus in the center of it um and so my prayer would be that we would begin. not people say you can't legislate morality well we're doing that all over the place they're definitely legislating morality but without without jesus in the center and so i think the last thing jesus wants to be is a political pawn and the last thing i want jesus to be is a political pawn and so i want to take this and and wrap this up with saying um i'm not advocating for politically um making jesus the new symbol i'm saying if the church and the people of god will live with jesus as being their symbol if they will engage him in the power of prayer through like what jesus tells us to do that when you pray, you pray like this, then we will be people of prayer. We will be people who, we don't have to legislate social justice because we will be loving our neighbor as ourselves. That's what it's all about. It's not about legislation. It's about loving your neighbor as yourself. It's about being kind. It's about seeing each other the way Jesus sees us. He doesn't see us um, as as separate. He sees us as unified, and yet he sees us diverse, and it's beautiful. So embrace the beauty of diversity and the... Uh, the uh, the holiness of unity. And I pray that that's what we would all do. So thanks for joining me for this episode of the Sunrise and Shine podcast. Um, You guys be blessed and we'll see you next time.